Hi everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. Okay, so today's presentation comes from the great Jeff Whitaker. Oh my gosh, I've been working for, with Jeff for over a year now, and Jeff has got it going on. He has this thing he calls, he calls it positive praise. And when he first said it to me, I go, tell me more, Jeff, explain this to me. So we got talking, I thought, I'm going to write a whole presentation on that, Jeff. And this is, it's all approved by Jeff. I ran it by him. Jeff, I love you, dude. Oh my God. Jeff is so good at this. He has a way to always see what is right, good, and correct in everybody around him. He's seeing the invisible. Think about this. Problems stand out because there's something wrong. It's easy to see a problem because it, it stands out. It's noticeable. Everything that is good, right, and correct, it, it tends to become invisible in the world. You know why? Because it's right, good, and correct. It just blends in, right? There's nothing to see here. Positive praise is something that will always take an effort to notice the good in another person. Positive praise is seeing the invisible. It's seeing what's good, right, and correct. And not only seeing it, but pointing it out. After all, who doesn't love to be praised? Everyone loves to be praised. Do you think that people are more motivated by not losing what they currently have? Or are they more motivated by a desire to gain for the future? What do you think it is? What do you think the strongest motivator is? The fear of loss or the desire to gain? Every study shows that most people are more concerned with not losing what they currently have than gaining for the future. I think it's called the law of self-preservation, not losing what you currently have. So knowing this, would it make sense to go around looking for all the wonderful positive characteristics you can find in people around you and then begin to point it out, begin to see it in them? Guess what just happened? You gave them something that they never want to lose. And now they're going to live up to it. You've given them a great name to live up to. Not only does it make them feel great in the moment, but you've given them a gift. It's a positive identity that they're going to want to keep forever. And they're going to want to protect this positive identity that you've given them. They don't want to lose it. They won't want to lose the beautiful identity that you've given them. This will cause them to act in ways to demonstrate that they are the proud new owner of this wonderful characteristic that you found in them and that they now identify with and that you see in them. Jeff calls it positive praise. And I love it. It's great stuff, isn't it? Now, there's a good way and a better way, I think, when it comes to this positive praise stuff. So enter Carol Dweck. She's that famous research person down in Philadelphia. She's got it going on. Carol Dweck says there's two types of mindsets in this world. She says there's a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. She says that fixed mindsets are individuals that dread failure because it reflects poorly on their basic abilities. That's a fixed mindset. They dread failure. While a growth mindset those are individuals that don't mind or they don't fear failure so much because they realize that their performance can always be improved and learning comes through failure. So the growth mindset, they're not afraid of failure because they can actually get better. Where the fixed mindset, they dread failure because they're fixed. They can't get better. This slight little difference can make or break a person's life. This has been proven over and over with scientific studies. Life is long. And your thinking is going to compound over time. It always does. 
Little thoughts every day lead what your life will be in the end. Think about it. If your target is far away and your aim is off even by a little, because of the distance, you're going to miss by a mile. This is the way thinking works. These two mindsets, fixed versus growth, play an important role in all aspects of a person's life. Dweck argues that the growth mindset will allow a person to live a less stressful and more successful life. And it's so true. The growth mindset allows you to accomplish anything you want to. You know why? Because you can get better. Whereas the fixed mindset, they can't get better. They are who they are and that's it. Dweck says, in the fixed mindset, people believe their basic abilities, their intelligence, their talents, they're all fixed traits. You're born with it and that's it. You got it. There's nothing more you can do to change it. They have a certain amount and that's it. And then their goal becomes to look smart all the time and just don't look dumb because it's fixed. Talking about exhausting, my God, that would exhaust anybody, wouldn't it? Trying to look smart all the time, my gosh. In a growth mindset, people understand that their talents, their abilities, they can be developed through effort, good teaching, persistence, through failure. So they're not willing to take risks with their life because they can always get better. They don't necessarily think that everyone's the same and that everyone can be an Einstein, but they do believe that everyone can get smarter if they work at it. That's the growth mindset. So we got this, right? So let's go back to positive praise now. After knowing this, which one of these would be a better way to compliment someone? You are so spectacular. Or, what you did was amazing. You're always getting better. I think you can accomplish anything that you really set your mind to. Which one's better? Well, I can tell you, if you were to say to someone, you are spectacular, that can move that person to a fixed mindset. And that's not a good thing, actually. It's actually a little trap you're setting for them. The problem with this is, is that people will want to protect their spectacularness. They're not going to run a risk failure because they're spectacular right now. And I don't want to look unspectacular. Or even worse, they do fail. And now they think to themselves, well, I guess I wasn't so spectacular after all. You see what I'm getting at here? The better compliment is this. What you did was amazing. You're always getting better. I believe that you can accomplish anything you set your mind to. It is so vitally important to praise the effort, the seeds of greatness in the individual, because you're giving them a growth mindset. You can help them cultivate the growth mindset in their head. People with a growth mindset, they're more likely to continue working hard even after setbacks. Praising intelligence, accomplishments, or skills can put people into a fixed mindset. And they're not going to want to be challenged because they're not going to want to look stupid. They don't want to risk it. It's not worth risking it because they think I'm great. So I'm just going to maintain. And we all know that maintaining is the first step to failure. This is why you've heard me say to my babies, I say it all the time. I go, guys, there's seeds of greatness in you. I see it. Oh my goodness. You can accomplish anything you set your mind to. I see it all the time in you. You are so spectacular. There are seeds of greatness. I see it coming out all the time. You're always getting better. The advice comes from Carol Dweck. She says, if parents want to give their children a gift, the best thing they can do is teach their children to love challenges, to be intrigued by mistakes, enjoy effort, and just keep on learning. Love that. I'm with you, Carol. This way, children, they don't need to be slaves to praise. 
How many people do you know that are slaves to praise out there? You know how I'm always saying the key to life is to never allow the negative on the outside to get on the inside? I say that all the time. Don't never allow the negative on the outside of the world to get on the inside of you. It'll begin to rot you out. Keep it out on the outside. In other words, don't hold grudges. Forgive quickly. Forget the negative. Remember the positive. Have a servant's heart all the time. Well, a lot of this has to do with controlling our emotions. The goal is to move from negative emotions to positive emotions fast enough so they don't take root. So they're not in us long enough to take root and grow into a big, hairy mess that ultimately could become part of your personality and you could develop a fixed personality. Here's what I mean. I bet you know someone that has allowed a single negative event to define their life. Something happened and it has now defined the next 30 years of their life. That single moment went from feeling an emotion and what happened is they allowed that negative emotion to be in them and linger for days, which then turned into a mood that they're in. They were in a bad mood for so long that it became part of their temperament. They're down and out. The negative temperament ultimately became known as their personality trait. And that is now part of who they are. Don't let this happen. Always have a growth mindset. Don't have a fixed mindset. This is why it's so important to always see the opportunity in every problem you're facing. It's a growth mindset. Opportunities and problems are one and the same, by the way, guys. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> Your mind can be used as a keeper of the past or a creator of the future. The choice is yours every day. You all know my goal. My goal is to stay the eight-year-old version of Randy for the rest of my life. Jeff Whitaker is kind of the guru, huh? He's got it going on. He does, yeah. Right? He's influencing people in a positive way every day. It's great stuff. That's leadership. Leadership is nothing but influence. That's all leader. it is. Yeah, great stuff. I do have one thing I would challenge on, right? So it's positive praise. Would it be safe to say it's positive criticism? And the only reason I say that is because, right? So if I'm, and I'm looking at it from an outsider's perspective, but mm -hmm. if I was a business owner, right? I feel like I'm going to answer my own question and I feel like it's wrong, but I'm still going to say it because anyway, <laughs> it, it makes sense to me saying it out loud. So the idea of like when something gets done and it's like, okay, well, we're on our way there in order for you to grow, right? Like if you arrive somewhere, then it's done. Like the job is done. If we're constantly in this growth evolution mindset, does it make sense to provide the positive criticism rather than the positive praise in order to just keep it moving forward? Mm. Am I making sense? Yeah. Um, criticizing someone though, that's, that's a tricky one. Right. Um, yeah. Well, maybe I, not the person, but criticizing the, the, the job or the, like the manner in which it was right. done. I only say that right. because you ever see the TV show, Mad Men, mm -mm. John Hamm, who plays the main character in there, he has a great conversation with somebody. Granted the way he handles it's a little bit different, but, uh, the one woman comes in and she's sitting there and she's talking to him and, um, he's like, it's what I pay you for. And she's just like, uh, yeah, right. But I can use a thank you. And he goes, that's what the money's for. Like, mm. it's your job to do this for me. And as my thanks, I do this and you'll get the recognition, whatever. Right. So I don't know if I could sit here and say, I agree with him. Cause a part of me does really agree with him. It's like, right. If I'm paying you to do a job, right. Like where, what's the need for the positive praise. And if I'm looking at this completely differently, then by all means, maybe it's, it's a new step in life that I should start evaluating. But 
it's that concept. It's like, if I'm doing this for you, what's the purpose of the praise when the praise is the compensation or the money or the, or the, the outright, like, you see what I'm saying here? I don't want to say that but little people to a, to a price point, but maybe mm-hmm. I kind of just mm-hmm. in, in answered my own so, question. So how would you, how do you square that with that? The fact that people don't ever quit businesses, people quit people. You, you think that's true, right? Yes. Yeah. People quit people. People don't, people don't quit a business. They always say, yeah, I can't stand that person. You know, they say things like that. You know, they quit the person. The person isn't providing the money. The business is. Okay. No one would say, I, I, I quit that business because, I mean, it, it, it has been said before. I quit that business because it doesn't pay enough. But if it doesn't pay enough, they're quitting because of the money. They're usually going to the people going, I'm so sorry, I got to leave. I got I to find a job that makes more money. You know, then they're not really quitting the people. But a lot of times when people quit and they're angry and upset, if they're quitting because they want to quit and they really truly want to, they're not quitting because of the money. They're quitting because of the person. There's someone they're working with. They just, they can't stand them. Interesting. Right. So it's, you know, what, what, what really, what matters more, put it like this. If you were to um, offer Diana a, a $50 bill or offer her an evening going out to dinner with you and you would spend that $50 on dinner and she would gain all the time with you, what would she choose? Probably the dinner. I'm not going to say probably. I feel yeah. like she would. Yeah. She, she wouldn't say, <laughs> well, no just, questions she wouldn't say just, just give me the money. Yeah. So, so what's she after? She's really after the time. time. She's after the relationship with you. She's after the, 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 what she can feel while being with you. You know, people are, <laughs> people are emotional beings and everybody feels the same feelings. Everybody has highs and lows and everybody's a, attracted to someone that makes them feel good. So if you can be walking around this world, adding value to people as you're passing by, making them feel even better, you can add value to their life. And believe it or not, they'll then try to help you add value to your life. I can tell you at the winery, there are multiple, Jeff's a good example of this. Jeff left a business where he was making really big money. And he left the business to come to an environment that he enjoyed being in more than what it was before. And Mm -hmm. he, in the very beginning, he wasn't making the same money. I'm trying to get him to close to the same money, but it, it wasn't about the money. And it never is. You know, it's, it's, it's always about the, the feeling, the relationship. Do I enjoy my time? You know, and this goes back to, you know, saying you can make all kinds of money in the world, but if you hate what you're doing, what's it worth? You know, you're never getting yesterday back, you know, and, and it's, so criticizing someone, I, if I'm ever going to criticize someone, I would either have it pre-set up. In other words, like we're going to do an annual review of your employment here. And let's, let's talk about things you can improve. But I never criticize the individual. You take it out of them and you say, it's over here. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a, in the last lecture where Randy Pouch talks about, um, you know, when, they, when teams are working together, if Jane comes up with an idea, it's never labeled Jane's idea, right? It's called the, the computer idea. That way it's, she doesn't identify with the idea because if it's her idea and, and, and then it John, goes wrong. Right, John goes, well, Jane's idea is stupid. You know, now all of a sudden you offended her. But if it's the computer idea, I don't think the computer idea is the best idea. Jane might go, yeah, it might not be. I don't know. Because she doesn't own it. So when you're criticizing someone, I would never criticize the individual. Because they're doing the best they can with what they have right where they're at. And you shouldn't be criticizing that. <laughs> but if you criticize the idea of something, now you're not criticizing the individual. I would, I would separate the two. And I see. Yeah. And, then, and that, that's a big, wow. I can tell you, I don't like being criticized. I don't think you do. I don't think Tiff does. I don't think Diana does. I don't think anyone does. No one would go, please criticize me. But 
I would, but if I came to you and said, and said to you, what can I do to be better? You'd be talking about ideas. You wouldn't say, well, Randy, you stink at this. You stink at that. <laughs> you know, you would, get, you, would, you would go, well, this is an area that I think you can improve on your communication or whatever this is, the way your voice inflections on this or whatever it is. You would separate it from me. That's the, that's, that's the idea with criticism. I see. Get it, get it away from the individual as far as you can. Talk about ideas. Talk about concepts. Talk about things. Talk about jobs that may have been accomplished. But if you go, well, you could, <laughs> you got problems. I see. Right. It's also feel like it's a sales tactic in a way too. A little bit. I mean, Not to say it, like it that, is. right? Because yeah. when you start putting the you or I, there's the accountability. Mm -hmm. Whereas the we or us, mm -hmm. it's like a collective. Mm -hmm. I see. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I, I could track it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I like it, but I could track yeah. it. There's also, you know, with, with that, you know, using in the sales scenario, you know, I feel like in today's world of sales, the word we, all that stuff, it's been overused so much that your people that use that, the red flags go up instantly. Yeah. Their defenses go up right away. You know, it's kind of like, it's been proven that, you know, that in a text message, when you're texting someone, if you use perfect pronunciation, the person doesn't think you're, you're, you're being earnest. A human being. Yeah. I did. I get that all the time. I spell out stuff and people, right? Like mm -hmm. it's just, it's weird. Right. It's I weird. get it. It's weird. Right. Hi, my name is Ralph. Or hey, it's Ralph from so and so. And they're like, "Who's this guy? It's a mm -hmm. robot." And I'm like, "No, like I'm human." What do you want me to say? BRB? And right, right, <laughs> like, right, right. LOL. Like yeah. do a business conference. I see what yeah. you're saying there. Yeah, but the whole concept of looking for the littlest things in people you can praise—it's challenging thing because it's invisible. That's the gist of this talk. Yeah. Everything that's right and good is—you don't see it because it's gone. It doesn't exist. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's like a white wall. If it's perfectly white, it's all good. But if I were to take a marker and just do a big marker across it, the mark stands out, but the rest of it doesn't. The key in life is to see what's invisible, what's good about the person, and point it out to them. And there's always something good. You it's tough to something. do that, right? It is. Because if, yeah. if it's running smoothly, there isn't, right? It means you're doing a good job. Therefore, right. it's, right. it means you're doing, yeah, it's, I right. think that they're trying to say what I'm saying in yeah. that regard. It's yeah. like, if it, no recognition means you're doing a good job. Because you're doing stuff that's that's working, that's not falling out. It's things are operational, it's efficient, therefore mm -hmm. it's not standing out. Mm -hmm. But when you do something negative, it gets always gets mm -hmm. highlighted. In this case, it's like, no, you should highlight the good stuff because right. it's what keeps people moving right. forward. Right. You know, the whole element of continuing to praise someone and reaffirm what you think and what you feel, that you can relate that to like when people get married, they do their wedding vows, they say, I love you. And if if that was enough, you don't ever have to say it again the rest of your life. I told you on our wedding day. How good would that relationship be? Right? Yeah, that'd be pretty wild. <laughs> It'd be really bad stuff. I mean, I told you that I got married. You know what I mean? But that's the analogy where it's like, you know, no, like it, you need to continually feed that. And the very best compliments are, are very detail oriented. You find the little specific things, you know, like it may be that, you know, I use the example of Tiff cleaning the floor. You know, I might be downstairs, down at the work at the winery. I come up, she cleaned the floor and I'll, I'll point out the details. And I'll repaint the port, the image in her head. I go, you clean the floors with three kids running around and it's raining outside and they were outside. And it's muddy. There's mud on their shoes and you got the floor clean. Oh my God, love. Now she knows I know exactly what you live, live through to make this happen. And I appreciate you. It's empathy. It's connecting with her. It's a good point. That's the compliment. Because if I just go, yeah, good job. They look great. <laughs> it's nowhere near. Yeah, it's would she appreciate that? She would but you can do better. There's good compliments, there's better compliments, and there's best ones. The best ones are so detailed and you're, get, you're getting right to the nitty gritty of it. And, you know, it may, I mean, there's been times where I've held Tiff's hand and I can feel her fingers are rough and I'll rub her fingers and go, you worked really hard today, didn't you, love? And she'll go, yeah. And that rubbing the fingers, saying the words, the voice inflection, you slow it down, you connect. That's the compliments. Those are the things 
that matter in complimenting and building relationships with people. And Jeff's got to nail down. He's, you know, the way he's described this, positive praise, find everything positive you can talk about. And what happens is everyone then is doing more to gain the positive praise and, you, and they feel better. You know, people don't quit their job because of money. They quit because they're not appreciated. People quit relationships because they're not appreciated. People quit anything that they're not appreciated. You know, have, you know, it's <laughs> tough. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's in every area of life. I mean, yeah. Ma- imagine, imagine if you had a, imagine if you had a friend and you just never appreciated them and they constantly were doing things for you over time. They would just walk away. They never, you'd never see them again. Yeah. There's like no benefit. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, hate to say it like that. Cause it shouldn't be tit for tat, but there is no benefit if it's like, Hey, I'm trying to do all this stuff here just to like trying to do friend stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be mm-hmm. a friend. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So no positive criticism. I'm a victim. Yeah. Of that. That's why I'm asking, man. So those of you yeah. listening, I'm, I'm not perfect. I, I struggle. I try. And yeah. it's, it's what it is. So. Yeah, po- yeah, criticizing boy. It's kind of like giving advice. The thing like is, I'll, I don't do it with a negative intention, I, right? Yeah, and no, I, I think I do you. it with the pot, right? I, but I go to the person because mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person. It's like if if Ralph does something wrong, tell Ralph. Mm-hmm. Ra- Ralph, you're doing this wrong. This is wrong. Yeah. And I go, okay, I know not to do it again. What do I got to do to change it? That's how I like to. Yeah. Right, because I it's I like to just it's very direct because it's like all right, if I'm not doing it wrong then there's no, there's nothing, there's no yeah. error. But if yeah. I am doing it wrong, you need to tell me not like, well, this process and this, thing. I'd be like, so but, then there's but, ways for me to figure it out. Yeah. Right. But if you're asking to someone, Hey, tell me direct, I want you to give it to me straight. Mm-hmm. Then fine. Sure. Well, okay. Let me criticize okay. you. Yeah. If, if you're offering yourself up saying, Hey, please, please tell me straight up. You're not gonna hurt my feelings at all. Great. Say it the way it is, you know, but I would never ever do that to someone that doesn't say, just, just give it to me straight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's generally, you know, the best lesson, I don't know why I'm talking, I'm talking about Dick James so much lately, but Dick, Dick does this so great for me. If he sees me doing something that I could be doing better or different, he won't tell me, but he'll tell me a story about someone else that did it a different way and never even say it. He'll <laughs> never say, you need to learn from this. And you but, just come right. naturally to the realization. Yeah, but he'll tell like, me a story. Mm-hmm. And then what'll happen is like a week later, I'll go, oh my God, now I get your analogy. There it is, Randy. Click. And what, was he criticizing me? He kind of, he was, but he was doing it in a way that I was doing the learning. It's that saying, you can never teach someone something that they don't already know. They have to learn it on their own. So if you can criticize someone where they can, they can realize it on their own, that's, that's a successful way to move person, someone in a, in a right direction, according to your view of them, because it might not be the right direction. And that statement's so true about doing it on your own. I never thought it stood, like it was held true until I started building a business, hmm. right? Because you say it out loud of like, you got to do it wrong. And you hear the horror stories and you're mm-hmm. like, well, sure. Like that can happen. I'm going to be able to handle it until you're actually thrown mm-hmm. into it and you start mm-hmm. dealing with it. And you're like, right. Whoa. Like it's, it's a completely different dynamic. You right. think, you know, and then you go through it and you're like, that's a, the exact opposite of how I thought it yeah. was going to turn out. But now, you know, yeah. so that's a, such a, that I'm happy you said such a true, oof, yeah. bam, such yeah. a punch in yeah. the face statement. Like, yeah. yeah, no, this is the reality <laughs> of something. it. Yeah, I love that. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Ralph.